Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. Spartan Hot on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Peter Burns. We're in for the guys. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Jason Fitz, at Peter Burns, ESPN. And that's how you get in on the fun. Plus, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. All right. We're going to keep breaking out all the football uh, you could possibly want. It's NBA week. It's NBA week. We get there. uh, Like, that's the thing. We got five games, five games on Christmas Day. So, like, Mm -hmm. this is that moment where everybody falls in love with the NBA, and we got big matchups. We got marquee beef. It feels like this is going to be exactly what everybody's waiting for. The moment that we can start to get these sorts of things, five consecutive games on ESPN and ABC that begins at noon Eastern, and on ABC, I'm sorry, on ESPN Radio, doubleheader begins at 4.30 Eastern. The Bucks and Celtics think there's some beef there. Followed by the Grizzlies and Warriors, who haven't stopped chirping ever since the playoffs last year. That's the NBA on ESPN Radio. So, let's break it down. Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us. Nick, before we get to all the basketball, what's the best Christmas present you ever got? I'm just hitting people with this question to see if I can make people uncomfortable. The best Christmas present you ever got in your life was... Do we have Nick? I was really anti. I thought he was thinking about it yeah, too. I, I, was like, I was like, it was like this pondered. pregnant pause. Trying to get one thing going through it. it like. Dramatic here. Ho, 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 Nick. The best Christmas present Santa ever gave you was. That's terrible, Santa. <laughs> Wait, am I here now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hello, hello, hello. You're here in a store. There we go. All right, guys. The best Christmas present I ever got was a signed Ryan Sandberg jersey. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. That's that is that's a quality answer. Nick couldn't come up with one, so I'm convinced that either means he never had Christmases or he had to, he had too to, too many great Christmases. He was, he was practicing with Belichick all those years. <laughs> they just didn't have time for all the gift giving. So let's get into a little bit of what we saw. Like the Nets flat out kicked the you know what out of the Warriors last night. Ninety one points in the first half, an abomination. Like I was hosting Sports Center on Snapchat, and we wrote the script for that game at the half because we knew it was over. What is going? on right now with, with we'll start with the Nets are the Nets mm-hmm. that good no okay <laughs> no 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 they're they're better than they were a few weeks ago guys but Mr. Fitz come on now look at that schedule that Brooklyn schedule and look at the the teams they face and look at some of the players who have not been playing on some of the good teams that they've actually seen The Nets are a team that has gone through a lot of different drama and it's been a soap opera throughout the season. They've done a nice job, and Jacques Vaughn deserves credit for Mm -hmm. riding the ship and and getting everybody pulling in the right direction right now. But I am not buying that this stretch that the Nets are in shows you that, hey, they've turned it all around and we can start talking about them as a team near the top of the East. They have taken full advantage of a pretty weak schedule, and they have ridden Kevin Durant's coattails. The one thing I would say is 
for sure. Anybody who is just looking at the Nets and saying, oh, they're starting to win again, what's going on aside from the weaker schedule? Kevin Durant is still unbelievable. Mm. And, guys, when you've got Kevin playing at the level he's playing at, which to me is an MVP level and certainly deserving of being in that conversation if he could stay healthy, then, yeah, they could make some noise once they get in there. But the roster construction of this team, especially down low after Nick Claxton, leads me to believe that they better make some kind of move going into the deadline because I don't think that this is a team that could – do it consistently for two months in the postseason. But they're in a nice stretch right now, and it is a lot better vibe-wise than it was a few weeks back. But, Nick, that's why that that win and that butt-whooping, and the, the reason why Fitz was able to put that uh, script at halftime to bed is because they do have that upper level, which makes you think, all right, if you're Nets management, okay, listen, there is, there is championship potential here if you have the right moves. Now, on the flip side of it, I want to play some audio right here because I thought it was really telling what Steve Kerr had to say after that blowout loss uh, with the Warriors. Take a listen. You know, our spirit's good. Our energy's good. The guys are committed. Uh, we have great guys. And uh, we're just, right now, we're, um, you know, at that point that um, pretty much everybody goes through uh, during an 82-game season, you know, uh, most teams anyway, where you sort of hit, hit rock bottom and, you know, injuries, whatever it is, uh, you know, schedule, uh, fatigue, um, you, and you, you take it on the chin. And so the whole key is how do you respond to that? And I have no doubt our guys will respond. As Bill Parcell said, you, you know, you are what your record says you are. So it's a bad road trip, and uh, we are 15 and 18. So we're a below 500 team, and we gotta got to find a way to, to reverse that. So, Nick, is that December distractions like he's talking about, or that they come with the 82-game schedule, or is this something real here with this Golden State squad? It's deeper, Peter, in this sense. Last year... At the beginning of the season, the Warriors started off so well, and you saw, hey, Steph is Steph, and he's incredible, and Draymond was playing like the defensive player of the year before he got hurt. Andrew Wiggins has been awesome for that team, and that's a big reason why they have really struggled the last few weeks because he's been hurt. But the depth on that Warriors team last season, uh, the guys like Otto Porter and Gary Payton II, those are the guys that they are missing terribly. And that's what is concerning moving forward with this Warriors group now. Nobody wants to see healthy Steph Curry the playoffs. I mean, we know what he can do. But they're just not the same. Clay Thompson, for as beloved as he is out there in the Bay, he's just not the same player after the injuries. And can he have nights still where he looks like That old Clay, sure, but the consistency isn't there within his game. Some of the younger guys, Kaminga and Moody and certainly James Wiseman, who's been in the G League, the development this year hasn't been at the level that the Warriors had hoped. Jermichael Green, they thought he was going to come in and be a guy they could count on off the bench. He hasn't been that guy to this point. So top to bottom, they're just not as good as they used to be. Now I'd say... I think they can still push in the West, but I would not want any part of Boston or Milwaukee Mm. like they got last season, especially in that Celtics series in the finals. So uh, I don't think all is is said and done yet for the Warriors, but when you look at the roster last year and you see the roster this year, you can see why they're having the problems that they are.
We're talking to ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedel. I'm Barton Hahn. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz in for the guys. Uh, all right, so you know this game that we used to play all the time on Spade and Fitz, and it's something we brought to this time slot as well, that you got one game. You can only watch one thing this weekend. Well, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here because obviously the NBA is your world. So on Christmas Day, we got five games. I'm taking Bucks celtics out of the equation because I think that is clearly the game most people are gravitating <laughs> towards, right? So now we got Lakers-Mavericks, Sixers-Knicks, Grizzlers War- Grizzlies-Warriors, Suns-Nuggets. Of those games, which one do you think is the most exciting? I, will, I still want Grizzlies-Warriors, Mr. Fitz, and here's why. <laughs> Draymond on Christmas Day is actually motivated and into it. <laughs> I saw it a few years ago uh, firsthand when the Warriors were playing the Rockets and Steph had already uh, broken his hand and he was done for the year. And Draymond carried like Ty Bowman and Omari Spellman into Chase Center and just rolled Harden and Westbrook in that team. And that place was rocky. Mm. So I think the intensity will actually be there. It sounds like Wiggins will be back on the floor. That should still be a good game, even though Steph won't be out there. Do you, uh, by the way, which game are you going to be at? I, I should know the answer to that. I don't know. Where's Nick Friedel going to be on Christmas Day? How about for the first time in like 13 years, I'm in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> are you going to go to Disney? Is, is Nick Friedel going to go to Disney on on Christmas I Day? If, I don't know if I'm taking my nieces that far, Fitz, but I'm going to be in the house I grew up in, which is crazy because I'm always working on Christmas. But as Kevin Durant acknowledged last night, which I thought was pretty good, guys, he said, you know, I understand why people might be upset because all the stuff I did in the summer, that absolutely pushed the Nets off of the Christmas Day schedule. <laughs> but uh, I'm not complaining because it's given me a couple days at home, which is great. I, in my world, I see Nick Friedel walking through Disney dressed as Santa Claus, just randomly screaming ho, ho, ho at everybody he walks by <laughs> with some sort of like drink in his hand. That, that's the world I want on Christmas. That's that's my one Christmas wish. Follow him on Twitter, at Nick Friedel. <laughs> Happy holidays to you and yours, my friend. Enjoy a, a glorious day off. You deserve it. I appreciate it, guys. And I'm just looking for those size 8 mouse ears the no. next time I go down Main Street. I'm, I'm hoping that they can find them and that I can get the monogram mouse ears. But I haven't found the size 8 yet, so I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. That's a huge doll. <laughs> the world I remember like people, I, I, we meet people with like 7 and 1 half uh, uh, fitted hats, and you're like, dude, that guy has a huge dome. And 8? Yeah, especially when you try to go through like that, like I'm going to put on the fitted hat that's too big because I want to feel like it fits, but then all of a sudden I look like a 12-year-old child. Like, we know this is happening. Nick, appreciate you, brother. Always, see you, Mike. All right, counting down to NBA Christmas Day. Five consecutive games on ESPN and ABC. That starts at noon Eastern. And on ESPN Radio, there's a doubleheader that starts at 4.30 Eastern. The Bucks and Celtics, followed by the Grizzlies and Warriors. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. It's catastrophic when you have any question about the availability of your quarterback. In this particular case, the one that's playing at an MVP level. Signs right now are pointing to Gardner Minshew getting the start. He suffered that shoulder injury. It's on his throwing arm. Spartan Hot on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. 
Peter Burns, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Getting you ready for Christmas, but also getting you ready for a huge weekend of action, not just in the NBA, but also the NFL. And we all know that at this point, the mustache man is going to start for the Eagles. So uh, we know at this point Minshew that Mania, Gardner, baby. Gardner Minshew's in. He's going to be playing in this game. Uh, the 13-1 Cowboys taking on the 10-4, and uh, sorry, the 13-1 Eagles taking on mm-hmm. the 10-4 and Cowboys, 8-15 p.m. Eastern. What do you think in this one? I mean, the Eagles, no Jalen Hurts, but the Eagles are still a better team top to bottom. So. Yeah, top, top to bottom. And I think also, fits when you look at it, the amount of respect that Gardner Bichu has that he's earned back in the day, that, that he had, had an opportunity to to put some uh, skins on the wall. What, what, 41 touchdown to 12 interceptions? I mean, he's smart with the ball, and I think that's why the Eagles don't miss a huge, huge gap, right? Like, there, there, there's a different gap when Lamar Jackson goes out. Right, I mean, we've seen that so far, and, and with the Ravens have struggled a little bit uh, lately with Huntley. But I don't feel like there's that monstrous gap as far as offensively what you can do. It, yes, is it on how it gets done? Yes. Um, but when I look at this, is that I also look at uh, backup quarterbacks is how much faith a team has in them, and I and I and to a certain extent. This puts even more pressure on the Dallas Cowboys this week. They already had a whole hell of a lot of pressure. Then are a more precarious spot when it comes to what the seeding is going to be than probably the Eagles are, who will probably still end up clinching the NFC East. But I look at this and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You already got beat once. And now there is, you know, talk about, okay, what can Dak Prescott do? It ain't that Dak that's having the issues right now. It's his defense. I still think Gardner has. A, a leg up on this team, mostly because I think this team trusts Gardner to not just try to be kind of a you know a, a designated driver to put ten and two and put this thing on cruise control. Go after it. What do you have to lose right now if you're the Eagles? Like I'd be really disappointed if that game plan coming out this weekend is just kind of like, hey, the same game plan that maybe Shanahan had with Brock Purdy when he was trying to get him up to speed. You know. There's a moment, too, where front office matters. And Harry Douglas was the one pointed at this out a couple of days ago with me that the people in the front office with the Eagles that brought in Gardner Minshew had a relationship with him. They knew him. They decided they trusted him. And, and I think you have to look at some and of this. And not trade him. Uh, right. And, and not get rid of him. And so when you think about what the Eagles have done, they build a great roster and they put themselves in a situation where they have a very capable backup quarterback. I think that's important for every team to have some sort of capable backup quarterback. I just I don't see that there's while Jalen Hurts is clearly the MVP at this point to most people. I don't think that there's such a drastic drop off that suddenly you're talking about just absolute hot garbage at the quarterback position that will mm-hmm. hold the whole team back. They have enough other things they can do well, but that only raises the pressure on the Cowboys. To your point, because my God, if you can't beat the Eagles with their backup quarterback. Jerry Jones is not sitting around saying, you know, second is good enough. Like, Jerry Jones has expectations right now for Super Bowls. And, like, I don't think those are realistic expectations necessarily, but doesn't change the fact that that's the universe he's living in. Well, so how are you going to look him in the eye and be like, sorry, man, I know you spent all this money and we have all this talent, but uh, even with the backup, they're still better than we are. I do think that's interesting, too, because Jerry Jones can't get out of his own way, right? The worst thing that's ever happened to the Dallas Cowboys over the past decade is the fact that Jerry can, continues to meddle. He always wants a special deal, right? He's looking for that value and I don't think you have to look any further with him kind of, uh, you know, uh, flirting a little bit with Odell right now, which I don't think can help the Dallas Cowboys this year and, and I don't think that it can help even going forward, right? But I look at this and I go, what what, what moves does this make Jerry do if this isn't the year, 
right? And and that's what I'm concerned about the Dallas Cowboys because this is a team that's good. Dak Prescott is solid. Zeke Pollard, they have the playmakers. The problem is is that Jerry's going to taste that success a little bit. And it was interesting because Bart Scott was over on Barton Hahn or over on Get Up earlier today and was talking about how much pressure there is on Dak. I want you to take a listen to this, Fitz. Listen, I remember it was a time that some analysts sat on his show and said, listen, Jalen Hurts has passed Dak Prescott. Oh, the vitriol, the arrows, the stares like you're giving me now. That's what I got, right? But all of a sudden, Dak is struggling, and eight of his 11 uh, turnovers has been in their own minus territory, which sets up that great defense not to look so great. Listen, the pressure is on, and Dak Prescott, because he's losing his ability to be able to run and extend plays, because I believe because of the injuries are starting to catch up. So, with that being said, do you feel that that pressure, do you feel like Dak is a guy that's going to react to that? Because I think there are certain cats in the NFL that all of a sudden, when it gets a little bright, that they wilt. I'm not sure if I see that out of Dak versus we're trying to create this headline that's not necessarily there. Athletes are human beings, and you and I talk a lot about that when we talk about college sports. I I think we got to remember that these are kids, right? Well, you know, obviously NFL players are grown-ass men. But it really hit me last week, being a Raiders fan, after Chandler Jones' big play that that got them the win. Chandler Jones broke down in tears on the field, and and another player was asked about it afterwards. And he said, look, the noise doesn't impact the way you do your job, but we're human and we hear it. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to remember that when you are the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, just like when you're quarterback of the New York Jets, the pressure hits different because you're constantly being asked questions that nobody else is paying attention to. You have to answer the same. You Even the number of beat writers is different for different teams, right? So if you go into a, a scrum, if you go into a media group and you're, you're talking about a team like the Titans, there's substantially less writers that know each other and they sit there every week and they do a great job. It's fine. But there's substantially, substantially less of them than there are when you walk into a Cowboys press conference. Like it just, it hits different. I think it's impossible to ask any actual human being to just block out the noise. Even the Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers that when they're successful tell you they don't listen to it, then we'll reference yeah, but, but, the very but hold things on, that but that's, what, that, that's what they're paid a boatload of money to do, sure, right? Sure, and they, sure. don't, they, don't, they don't get to that certain level. And I can, I can buy that if this is year one or year two with Dak Prescott. It's like, hey man, this is you're making a jump. And, and, and there is a learning curve. But we've gotten deep enough in here in Dak Prescott. So at, pseudo, at what point do you say, you know what? This is a game that the team's probably better than you. Like, are you going to go out there and win it? And, and, and again, I'm not saying that Dak hasn't lived up to that hype by any means. In fact, the losses haven't really been on him. You go back and look at the interceptions last week. How much of it was Dak Prescott with a horrible pass? No, right? It was bad protection or a drop pass is which led to some of the interceptions. So to me, at some point, though, you have to ask, are you that dude? Joe Burrow is that dude, right? Okay? We've seen Patrick Mahomes. He's that dude. Tom Brady is the the absolute like poster boy of that dude. Dak Prescott hasn't had that dude moment, and even if he beats the Eagles this week, is he still going to get that love? Hell no, because people are going to say, well, you know, guess what? It was, it was Minshew, it wasn't Jalen Hurts at 100% health. I think, in my mind, everything you just said is true. I still think you can be a great quarterback and not be that dude. I think there's only a few guys in the league that are truly 
insulated to the point that they don't give a damn about anything and they can be that guy. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. I think most quarterbacks, most Who? of the... Who most, is that? Uh, so, yeah, so Burrow. Uh, you mentioned him. Uh, Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. Like, uh, Aaron Rodgers is, even though he hears all the noise, it doesn't impact him, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not changing the way he plays on Sundays. I don't think Tom Brady is changing the way he plays on Sunday. Nothing changes the Lamar way... Lamar Jackson. Uh, you think Lamar Jackson hears some noise? I, he's a social media guy. I think Lamar, when, when he, he hears noise. I think he hears the noise, but I don't think it negatively impacts. I don't think he presses because of it. He hears it and he shrugs it off, right? Like Mahomes uh, shrugs it off. I, I would even say Russell Wilson, to a certain extent, like even though he hears it all and reacts to it all, it's not like it's not hitting him. Like he might react to it, but he's still going to be Russell Wilson. I don't know if Dak is like to the moment you just mentioned, because I think sometimes when you're standing there and you're saying, "This is my moment," well. Conversely, what do we constantly tell quarterbacks? Don't press. Just do your job. Just do what mm-hmm. the you know take what the defense gives you. Eventually, the defense will give you the game. It's such a an Alabama principle, right? But at the end of the day, when you are in that situation where you're like, man, we're taking on the Eagles, and this is a huge game for us. I need to be that guy. The minute it just creeps into your subconscious to that level, then you press too hard. You press too hard. Suddenly, you throw a pick you shouldn't throw, and all of a sudden, you're in the situation. Like I think Dak is really, really good. Is mm-hmm. he that? Is he Iron Man in that situation? I don't know. Like I, I, I don't think there are very many of those in the there, NFL. There, there are certain quarterbacks that have the "I right, bet." Like as soon as you say yeah. it, you're like they sit up, and all of a sudden it's like "I right, bet." Let's go. Like I'm, I'm ready, and they raise their game. But for Dak, I don't think it's by by his stat or his play because sometimes the best play that a quarterback can make is the checkdown, is to not throw it when you're trying to press. That's what I want to see out of a, a very good Eagles front right now. That's going to go get after Dak Prescott because they know they are prone to make mistakes, and that's the more in intriguing part of this matchup coming up against Eagles and Cowboys. It's not the quarterback battle. It's the Cowboys offensive line versus what the Eagles have built on the D-line. And that ultimately is going to be what the difference maker this weekend. Yeah, which means for the millionth time, I'm going to keep saying this this year, I'm going to die on this hill. Great football teams are built from the inside out. We, we focus only on Dak, but what you just said is so true. It's going to be about whether Philly can disrupt that offensive line at a point that also disrupts the quarterback. Like, uh, you know, I, I wish we focused more on some of that in, in the way that we break down that's who's going to be. That's not nearly as much fun as that is Dak Prescott a choker. No, yeah, you're right. You, you are right about that. Let's <laughs> get the high lines. <laughs> Headlines. You're right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. All right. We're about to go full Grinch. We're going to walk into the house. We are going to steal a segment out from the segment tree that Peter knows incredibly well called Stat Packet. Stop you don't want to miss it. It will blow your mind. We'll do it next. Barton Hahn, Peter Burns, Jason Fitz in on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Bart and Han. Do we ever know if Andre 3000 actually, if his apology was accepted by Ms. Jackson? I don't know if we ever got to that point. We need a follow-up at that point. Somebody get Big Boy on the line if we can figure that out. 888-ESPN is the number. Barton Hunt on ESPN Radio. Peter Burns doing his job being in the host chair when he's supposed to. Hey, look, there's Jason <laughs> Fitz. Hey, Fitzy. You know what? Can we just should we just be real with with the world? Can we? No, lie to everybody. Just we've been lying so, to everybody for the last four and a half hours. But as well, why tell the truth now? I'm, I'm not going to lie to everybody. I had a very late night last night. Sports Center on Snapchat. Uh, really honored that I get to be a part of that. But it, it made for a late night, and today was uh, instead of just being noon to three, it was a ten to three sort of day. So not okay. a lot of sleep. So mm. I decided I needed some coffee in the little calf in the, uh, the the ESPN campus. The coffee was ready. I thought I could get down there and back quickly. I it, it took me because of my, I'm blaming my furry Grinch shoes that are a delight, mm-hmm. but it, it, it slowed me down a little bit. I had to be careful of the shoes. Uh, how late was the night? Sports Center Snapchat. Uh, I don't know. One thirty. One thirty. Okay. And then well, you're okay. I, will I, be I was a little. I was asleep by like three because uh, it takes a little while to wind down after that. So I was asleep by three. I anchored SEC Network last night, so we were doing some hoops. And oh. So I was in bed at, at midnight as well too. Here's the difference, though: I at least have an excuse. I have a five year old and a three year old at home. I still have. I'm a, just a horrible human being who still has done like twenty five percent of his Christmas shopping. So I still had to get that done. Then I had to host my SiriusXM show starting at seven a.m. this morning. Oh. And yet, guess what? I was in the seat at the time when we came back from commercial break. It's I not that really that hard. I left really. out one key development from my night last night, by the mm-hmm. way, that everybody really wants to hear. At about five in the morning, Annabelle, the delightful uh, love of my life, my dog, uh, gets up <laughs> next to my head, and all of a sudden I hear, <laughs> and that's when you're like, you know, uh, look, she's been laying on the bed. I know she's going to yak. I don't want her to yet. If she yaks on the bed, then what am I going to do? So I got to like like shove her off the bed while she's trying to yak, which is its own thing. Because now I feel like a terrible dog dad. She gets down on the floor. She yaks everywhere. Then she just decides like she feels bad that she yaked. So she starts running down the stairs and yakking while she's running down the stairs. And the whole time, going, and then I get her outside and she's like, hey, you want to play? So like I dealt with that in the middle of the night, too. That was my my. But hey, the good news is the dog didn't puke on my head. My favorite part about this is but another ESPN boss is right behind you just shaking his head disapprovingly going what are we doing here what's up Jesse Craig all right uh, it is time for this that we've done I'm, I'm taking over right now okay get, okay. get it together yep. Grits, because I'm we're doing something called stat pack it is something I do on my Sunday morning show over there on best week ever and what we'll do is we will have Devin come in here he will give us a game and he'll give us a stat now Fitch you have to tell me if this stat actually plays into what happens on this game, or it's just kind of a fun stat we bring up. Okay. Devin, take it away. All right, let's start with tonight. The Jags are going to play the Jets on Amazon. The Jets 
outfits have lost seven straight primetime games. That is the longest active primetime losing streak in the NFL. In the last 15 seasons, there are only three teams with a longer primetime losing streak. Will it continue? Is it relevant, Fitz? Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we do this, Devin, thank you. You missed the best part of this. It's not even the question. It's you having to say stat packet in a different octave. Wait, wait, do you do that? Every time it it comes back to me, I have to go, stat packet. Kind of like Hot Pocket, but you didn't want to get the Hot Pocket? Okay, no no freebies. Okay. So you asked me two very different questions, though. Your, Your first question was, does it matter? And the second is, will it continue? Which are you asking me? Well, does it have any consequence? Tonight's game is not going to be factored in by based based on anything that the Jets have done in the past in prime time. These players have very little to do with the seven game prime time losing streak. Tonight's <laughs> game is going to be impacted by whether or not this like winter storm Alicia or whatever it is comes in and dumps a bunch of rain all over Alicia Silverstone. Call me uh, like whatever whatever that is. Like I, I, that's going to impact the game, not the record on prime time. So there, you see, look, you learn about stat packet right there. You're saying it plays no role into it. I do. I'm very intrigued by the weather, right? Because this is almost a perfect situation for the Jets to not only understand, do you have Zach Wilson? Is he ready for this big moment? Because playoffs are virtually on on, on the line here. If you lose this game, you're, you're virtually eliminated, mathematically eliminated. But... This is also one of those situations. Are you going to trust Zach Wilson in the weather, in bad weather, and whether or not he could be that guy in in the, in the franchise quarterback? I don't want to go full conspiracy theory here, but you is there part of you that kind of wonders how healthy Mike White is and how much he wanted to go play in this game? And part of the Jets organization is like, listen, we're not going to win it all this year, but we really sure as hell need to find out what's going on with Zach Wilson and his future. I mean, yeah, a little like Loch Ness monster type conspiracy. If if they weren't still barely hanging on to the playoff thread, like that, I I do agree that at some point you got to give this this kid a chance, right? Like so. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I take the conspiracy theory, but I think if White, I think if White could play at all, they would put him out there. They just realize that you know. I think I'll see what Randy Scott said earlier that his ribs right now are Swiss cheese. So you know he's he's trying to play. I I get a hangnail. I miss a week and a half of work. This kid's trying to play on like you know Swiss cheese ribs. Next one. No. Step packet. How was that? Nailed it. Better? Nailed it. I like Can it. Can we just record that and make it a drop? By the way, we're stealing this. No, 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 no. I don't want it to be a drop because I want him to have to go through the okay, process of saying, stat packet every single time. It's okay. much better that way. I kind of like saying it. So uh, Seahawks are taking on the Chiefs 1 o'clock. Patrick Mahomes has won 15 consecutive starts against NFC teams in the regular season, which Elias confirms is tied with Bobby Herbert for the longest win streak in interconference games since the 1970 merger fits. Mahomes has a total QBR of 87.5 in four games against the NFC this season. Is that relevant? Very. That is a very relevant stat. And I'm going to go with the argument that if you're sitting in the NFC, you don't spend your entire offseason trying to figure out how to stop Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. If you're one of the best in the AFC or if you're in the AFC West, you do. So when you don't have as much time to necessarily uh, think, obsess, and uh, live all things Mahomes uh, like they don't in the NFC, it plays a part in it. I think it's a relevant stat. I still haven't heard the name Bobby Hebert in so long. Like I'm just happy that he makes another uh, appearance here on ESPN. I Radio. believe he was a backup for the Raiders at one point too. Uh, Might have been. Now the question is, and I want to talk about this a little bit more here, Fitzy. If you're the Seahawks, how much do you want to win this game? You already got a big draft pick coming in from Denver because of the debacle of the Russell Wilson trade. Right now, you're like two spots away on the draft order from getting all the way to like seven or eight. You drop two or three games, you go on a three-game losing streak right now, you're arguably going to have the fourth pick of the draft and maybe the sixth pick of the draft. 
That's that's how you went to a Super Bowl the years prior when you could build up your defense and you got Russell Wilson on a rookie deal, which led them to Pete Carroll's run. Which, by the way, some stupid team out there is going to decide to reach at a quarterback instead of taking Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. I'm just saying right now, some idiot's going to do that. But by the way, I, I, I do think, to your point, if you lose... Things get a little simpler. One of the other complications here is, what if Geno Smith wins a bunch of football games and they go to the playoffs with Geno, but you also still sit with the third pick in the draft and you might, uh, right now, according no. to Tankathon, right now, the, the Bears have the second pick. So the second best quarterback could fall to your lap with the third overall pick. Do you, re- do you re-sign Geno or do you just roll the dice? Or what you do is, well, the... the there are no bad options at that point, and that's what you want come draft time. You want the option of, hey, am I going to be able to grab one of the better quarterbacks that's going to be available, C.J. Stroud, maybe Bryce Young, or am I going to have the opportunity to draft that, and it's going to be worth a ton? Because you know right now, if you feel like you somehow Geno Smith is your guy going forward, and I don't know if he is, I don't believe that to be the case, but if he do, you do believe that that's the case, can you imagine the capital just the absolute ransom you can have for those two draft picks, the flexibility the Seahawks would have would be unbelievable. Let's get another one in on Stat Packet here. Stat Packet! Nailed it. All right, last one. We can get to some more later. Eagles taking on the Cowboys, as we've discussed. Gardner Minshew is going to get the start. He has 41 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in his career and a 3.4 TD to interception ratio since 2019, which is the high, sixth highest in the NFL. Fitz, relevant? Nope. Not at, not at all. Like, look, Kimberly Martin sat there with me yesterday and said on air that we should be concerned about Jalen Hurts if he doesn't play in another regular season game because a 34-day break in the action will change his ability to come in and play as effectively as Jalen Hurts would need to play in the playoffs. What's, what, what's the Gardner Minshew break been at this point? Like, I, I don't really care what he did in the past. I, 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 that can't mean anything it's, to me. It's, it's absolutely every single thing, especially in this game right now, because you're not asking him to just be the, the babysitter for this Eagle squad. That you feel like he's smart enough with the game plan that, hey, listen, this guy is going to become Brett Favre on the bad days and gunslinging it all around, that he's smart with the football. This, this to me, means every single part of why the Eagles wanted him on this team fits and the reason why they go out and beat the Cowboys coming up uh, on this weekend. It's because that they trust Gardner Minshew with that playbook. In fact, the Eagles even talked about after practice every single day, they have like this Minshew area where they, they give him more reps to be ready for this moment. And it's because of those numbers they trust him, and that's why. Uh, look, you make it a very compelling point. I still think the Cowboys are going to win this game, and we're overblowing Gardner Minshew. Snap back it. <laughs> That, that was brilliantly done. Uh, we'll do more. Are we going to do more? You want to sing it more time? Are we going to do more? Yeah, we, we got we got more stat No, I was oh, pointing to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Are we going to do more packet. later in the show? Sure. Oh, look at that. See, that, that's teamwork to make the dream work. Speaking of teamwork, there are teams on the fringe of the playoffs, but the question is, would they be better off missing it? We'll answer that next. Barton Hunt, Peter Burns, Jason Fitz in for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bart and Han. What are we doing here, Josiah? Like, we've been doing so well with Christmas music. There's now a, all of a sudden we... What, what? There's a little inside joke in the in the control room of pre-show. Wow. Go ahead, Devin. You're, Devin not, part, you're not part of the inside all joke. Right. Well, you know what? I was I, I was on another show. All right? I was on another show. It's Bart and Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. He's Peter Burns. I'm Jason Vince. Burnsy looking at me like I've lost my damn mind. That's just what's happening. We're, we're spinning wildly off the rails. Uh, ESPN Radio presented by uh, Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, but only nice things. Santa is watching. He is checking the list twice, okay? So only tweet us nice things at Peter Burns ESPN at Jason Fitz. If you are truly not enjoying any of this show, then be sure to tweet at Randy Scott ESPN and yeah. at Gary Streisky. That that will get you. Uh, th- that if that's what if you don't like it, that's who we are right now. Uh, Bernie, yeah. we were just talking a little bit about the playoffs and playoffs. And playoffs. There's there is a a real conversation about what's best, and I'm willing to admit my fandom uh, creates a different lens on this because I, I knew last year the Raiders weren't going to win the Super Bowl. I knew last year the Raiders weren't a great football team. Okay. I didn't. Feel, I had a, the offer of a free ticket to go to Cincinnati to watch that playoff game, and I knew I didn't want to be surrounded by seventy thousand people in the cold that were all telling me where I could go while my beloved Raiders likely lost a playoff game. I knew all of that, and none of it changed that one of the coolest experiences in my adult football fandom life came from watching the Raiders make the playoffs. It just when I haven't seen it in forever, it means something. The question is, mm. long term, like the Raiders stink this year, right? Like so, all of a sudden, now it's like, well, maybe it would have been better if they didn't. That's a real conversation, and there are a group of teams right now sitting on the precipice. Like for the Jets, are you yeah. better off making the playoffs this year? Or are you better off, you know, having a good run, building on some things, and then having a higher draft pick? I think it just depends on the on the on the the. I want to say not chemistry of the team, but just the makeup of your team. Do you have a bunch of young guys that you're trying mm, to build, right? Point. Like like Jags, right? Like I feel what Trevor Lawrence said, like if they go on this incredible run, which they've been on going on so far and the way that he's playing the last couple of weeks, it's all of a sudden you get that experience. But if you find yourself kind of just, you know, like the, the wheels continue to turn fits, and I look at that with like Seattle right now. I look at Seattle and I'd be like, I, I don't think this team can go out and, and, and win the Super Bowl. I don't think they can make a deep run. And also with the Denver Broncos draft pick, you can get some serious trade offers come the draft time and all of a sudden go on a run. So I'm, I'm curious about Seattle being that way, but you were telling me in the AFC, you think it's a lot different that the AFC is just so much better between the Bengals and what you get also with, with Mahomes that none, none of these teams are beatable. Yeah. So you might as well go big and, and, and go home and, 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 and not tank, Kind of tank. Yeah, I mean, if your if your goal is a Super Bowl, then if your name's not Buffalo, Kansas City, 
Um, uh, and, and Cincinnati. Uh, it's just, those, it's you know. just those two. Now, Buffalo, Kansas those. City, Cincinnati. I would put Cincinnati in that room. Uh, if, if you're not one of those three teams, everybody else is just hoping they get lucky, right? And, mm. you know, there are some, if you're the Ravens, you got some of the pieces you feel like you can get lucky. If you're the Dolphins, you know you can score on anybody. Maybe you can get lucky. For a team like that, maybe I want to go on the run. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm the Titans. Tennessee. You're the, I was going to bring up the Titans. If I'm the Titans, nah, there's no point right now. Malik Willis is not going to win a playoff game for the Titans. Even if he wins one, he's not going to win two. You might as well just tank out, lose out, and get a better draft pick at this point. You've got a new GM that's going to take over at some point. You're going to start a bit of a rebuild there. Let's just start that rebuilding process right now. You know, they've got a lot of questions on what to do monetarily with Taylor Lewan, too, how they're going to fix their left tackle position. They've got a lot of needs on that roster. Nah, this just isn't your, your Titans fans. Get it next year. But, but I am intrigued because now we get into that interesting part of the season where it's also evaluation season, right? We're in evaluation season game right now for Zach Wilson and what he's going to be able to do coming up tonight. We got an evaluation season, really kind of what what we're going to see out of Geno Smith. Same thing right now with Derek Carr. Like to me, that's that's like the season within the season right now is these last three weeks of how much of the GMs will look at this and go, what is the future? How much money do we have? And almost use it as an audition. And guess what? GMs love draft picks and they love saving money. Secretly, I think that's part of the reason why they want a bunch of these teams to lose. Yeah, you're right about that. And also, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these players like Geno and Derek car that are playing for their football futures over the last three weeks how they play for their football futures with other franchises, if that's where it's going to go. Yep. We've got a huge Thursday night football matchup tonight. Somebody's playoff hopes will be crushed. We'll figure out who's next. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Peter Burns and Jason Fitz in for the guys. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.